0: If you're interested in partnering with Magical Storybook English Nanny Bedtime Stories or wanting to know more about sponsorship opportunities, then visit our website www.magical-storybook.com. You can also download free read-along books to accompany our fairy tales. Alice in Wonderland Alice was tired of sitting on the riverbank and having nothing much to do. The sun was making her feel sleepy. She was just thinking about making a daisy chain when a white rabbit ran past and he was talking. Dear, oh dear, I'm late, he cried, taking a watch from his waistcoat pocket. Alice had never met a talking rabbit before and she had definitely never seen one with a waistcoat and a pocket watch. She decided to follow him. A moment later, he disappeared down a rabbit hole and Alice leant inside to see whether she could see him. But the side of the rabbit hole gave way and in she fell. Alice felt herself falling down, down through the earth until, bang, she landed with a bump on a pile of dry leaves at the bottom. She looked up. The entrance to the rabbit hole was far above her. Oh dear, I'll never be able to climb back up there, she thought. She saw that she was in a long underground room with a very low ceiling and tiny doors all around the edge. She kneeled down and looked through the keyhole of one of the doors and saw a beautiful garden on the other side. It was filled with bright flowers and water fountains. Goodness, how beautiful it is, thought Alice. If only I was small enough to get through the door. She tried opening it, but it was locked. And I suppose that I'll need a key too. Sitting up, she saw a table nearby. On top of it was a key and a bottle with the words, Drink Me, on the label. Alice checked to see whether it had the words poison on it. She had read that anything marked poison would make you very ill. The bottle didn't have the word poison on it, so she took a sip. Mmm, she thought, it tastes like custard. Immediately, she began to shrink. Smaller and smaller she became, until she was the size of one of the little doors. "'How curious!' she thought. "'Now I'll be able to go into the lovely garden.' And she turned the handle. "'Oh no!' she cried. "'I forgot that it was locked, "'and I've left the key up there on the table.' Alice was now far too small to reach it. Then, as if by magic, a box appeared next to her. She opened it up, and inside was a cake, with the words, eat me, written on it in currants. I will eat it, thought Alice. If it makes me taller, I'll be able to reach the key. And if it makes me even smaller, I'll be able to crawl under the door. So either way, I'll get into the garden. Alice took a bite and within seconds she was growing. Whoa, goodbye feet, she shouted as she grew taller and taller. She grabbed the key from the table, but now she was too big to fit through the door again and there was no more of the shrinking potion left. Alice was so upset that she began to cry. In fact, she cried so much that the long hallway began to flood with her tears. Suddenly she heard a voice. It was the white rabbit. Oh dear, oh dear, I really will be late now, he was panicking. When he saw a big, tall Alice, he dropped the fan and gloves that he was carrying and he ran away. "'Come back!' shouted Alice. She picked up the rabbit's fan and realised that it was making her shrink again. Smaller and smaller and smaller she became, much smaller than last time, until she was so small she found herself swimming in a river of her own tears. Alice dropped the fan before she disappeared altogether. The river carried her along and out through the keyhole of one of the doors. There was the white rabbit again. Mary Anne, he was shouting. Where are my gloves and my fan? When he saw Alice, he spoke to her in an angry voice. Mary he yelled. What are you doing out here? Run home at once and fetch me my gloves and fan. Alice was so frightened that she ran off in the direction that the rabbit was pointing in without trying to explain his mistake. How strange it feels to be running errands for a rabbit, she thought. She soon came across a small house with the name W Rabbit on the door. She ran in and hurried upstairs, worrying in case the real Mary Ann was inside. She found a fan and white gloves laid out on a table and grabbed them. She was just about to leave the room when she saw a bottle near a mirror. Checking once more that it didn't say poison, she decided to drink it, thinking that something interesting was bound to happen. No sooner had she drunk half the bottle than she began to grow again, and this time she didn't stop growing. Soon she had to kneel on the floor. Then a moment later, her elbow was pressed against the door and her foot was going up the chimney. Eventually, she stopped growing, but there was no chance of Alice ever being able to get out of the house while she was this size. She felt very unhappy. Then she heard the white rabbit's voice again. Mary Ann, where are you? He tried to open the front door, but giant Alice was squashed up against it. As she gazed out of the window, she noticed that the pebbles outside turning into cakes with currants on them. She squeezed her arm out and managed to grab one. Taking a bite, she began to shrink again and soon she was small enough to run out of the rabbit's house and into the forest. While she was walking through the forest, admiring the beautiful and strange creatures in Wonderland, she came across a gigantic mushroom. Peering over the top, she saw the eyes of a large caterpillar staring back at her. He was smoking a long pipe. Who are you? he asked Alice. I hardly know, sir, she replied. I know who I was when I woke up this morning, but I've changed size lots of times since then. The caterpillar shuffled down from the mushroom, and as it was crawling away it shouted... One side will make you grow taller, and the other side will make you grow shorter. One side of what? Of the mushroom! And a moment later, the caterpillar was out of sight. Alice broke off a piece of the mushroom from each side and took a tiny bite from each until she was the right size again. Then she came across another house in the forest. She watched as a royal footman knocked on the door. I have an invitation for the Duchess from the Queen to play croquet, he said when another footman opened the door. The footman took the invitation and told Alice that she could go into the house. There in the kitchen, she saw the Duchess sitting upon a three-legged stool. She was holding a baby. The cook was stirring a pot of soup. There's too much pepper in that soup, sneezed Alice. The cook became angry and started throwing pots and pans around the room. If everyone minded their own business, said the Duchess, the world would go round a great deal faster than it does. Alice looked down at the baby that the Duchess was holding and saw that it had turned into a pig. It then got down and trotted off into the forest. What a Strange place, said Alice out loud. Alice left the house and looked up into the trees. She saw a cat grinning at her from the branches. It's a Cheshire cat, shouted the Duchess before closing the door. Cheshire cat, could you please tell me which way I should go, said Alice. Well, that depends a good deal on where you want to get to, he answered. "'I don't care much where, as long as I get somewhere,' she replied. "'The cat stretched. "'Then it doesn't matter which way you go. "'You're sure to get somewhere if you walk long enough.' "'Alice could not deny that this was true. "'What sort of people live about here?' she asked. "'In that direction,' said the cat, waving its paw, "'lives a hatter.' And in that direction, he said waving the other paw, lives a March Hare. Visit whichever you like. They're both mad. But I don't want to go among mad people, Alice remarked. Oh, you can't help that, said the cat. We're all mad here. I'm mad. You're mad. Will you play croquet with the Queen today? "Oh, I would like that very much," said Alice, "but I haven’t been invited." "I’ll be there," he said, and then he vanished, beginning with the end of the tail and then ending with the grin. "Well, I’ve often seen a cat without a grin," she thought, wondering off, "But I’ve never seen a grin without a cat." She walked on in the direction of the March Hare’s house, deciding that he would be the most interesting. Outside the house, a long table was set. The March Hare and the Hatter were having tea, and a Dormouse was sitting between them fast asleep. They were all sitting at one end. No room, no room, they cried out when they saw Alice approaching. There's plenty of room, she said, slightly annoyed by their rudeness, and she sat herself down at an empty chair. Have some wine. "'said the March Hare. "'I don't see any,' said Alice. "'There isn't any,' said the March Hare. "'Then it wasn't very civil of you to offer it,' said Alice angrily. "'Well, it wasn't very civil of you to sit down without being invited,' "'said the March Hare.' "'The March Hare and the Mad Hatter continued to be unfriendly and talk in riddles. "'Nothing they said seemed to make much sense, "'and if it did, it was generally rude.' Alice spent some time with them until she couldn't bear it anymore and she stood up and walked off. She noticed that one of the trees had a door in it. It was open and she went inside. She found herself back in the hallway at the bottom of the rabbit hole. She grabbed the key from the table and took a bite of the mushroom. She was soon small enough to walk through the doorway. On the other side was a large rose bush. The roses on it were white, but there were three gardeners who were actually playing cards, painting them red. "'Look out, five! shouted one, whose body was actually the seven of spades. "'Don't go splashing paint over me like that!' The three men then got into a quarrel. Alice asked them why they were painting the roses red, and they explained that they should have planted a red rosebush and that they accidentally planted a white one. If the Queen were to find out, she'll cut off our heads so we're painting them before she sees. Suddenly, one of them shouted, The Queen! The Queen! and the three of them threw themselves down on the ground. Alice heard footsteps and a grand procession of playing cards came marching towards her. Following them were the royal children, covered in red hearts. Among them was the white rabbit, who was running in a nervous, hurried manner and smiling at everything that was said. Then she saw the king and queen of hearts arriving. They all stopped when they saw Alice and stared at her. Who is this? said the queen of hearts severely. What is your name, child? My name is Alice, your majesty, said Alice. Then the Queen turned her head towards the gardeners and then to the white rosebush. She went crimson with rage. Off with their heads, she yelled. As the procession moved on, Alice picked up the gardeners and hid them behind a pot for protection. Then they quietly joined the rest of the cards. When she caught up with the royal household, the Queen asked Alice whether she played croquet. Alice clapped and answered, yes. But where is the Duchess? she whispered to the White Rabbit. She's under sentence of execution, he replied. She boxed the Queen's ears. Get to your places, the Queen ordered, and the game began. Alice was most surprised when she was handed a mallet that was a live flamingo. It just wouldn't keep still. As soon as she held it out in front of her, it bent its neck to look at her. It was twisting and wriggling all over the place, and Alice couldn't help but laugh. The whole game was ridiculous, and the Queen was ordering everyone's head to be chopped off. They're dreadfully fond of beheading people here she thought, it's a wonder there's anyone left alive. She was just looking for an escape route when suddenly she saw a grin appear in the air. It was the Cheshire Cat. How are you getting on? it asked. Alice waited. There's no point in speaking to it, she thought, not until its ears have come or at least one of them. When the cat's head appeared fully, Alice began to complain about the game. ''Off with his head!'' said the Queen when she saw the cat. She really did have only one way of settling difficulties. Soon the executioners were gathered around the Cheshire Cat's head, wondering how they could chop off a head when there was no body to chop it off from. ''Come on, the trial's about to begin!'' she heard someone shout, and everyone began to run towards the palace. Inside the King and Queen were sat on their thrones and the Knave of Hearts playing card was standing in front of them in chains. In the middle of the room was a table with a tray of tarts on it. Then the White Rabbit appeared and read the words on a scroll of parchment. The Queen of Hearts she made some tarts all on a summer's day. The Knave of Hearts He stole those tarts and took them quite away. Witnesses were called, including the Mad Hatter, the March Hare and the Dormouse. None of them said anything that made any sense. Suddenly, Alice felt very strange. She realised that she was growing again. No one in the courtroom had noticed, as they were still having the most ridiculous conversations. Then she suddenly heard her name being called as a witness. The king looked at Alice and then looked through his rule book and said, All persons more than a mile high should leave the court. I'm not a mile high, said Alice. Then the silly conversation started again. Oh, stuff and nonsense, said Alice eventually. Off with her head, yelled the queen. The gigantic Alice looked at the queen and said, You're nothing but a pack of cards. At this, every playing card in the courtroom rose up and flew around Alice's head. A moment later, she opened her eyes and saw that she was lying on the riverbank and that a few dried leaves had blown around her face. It had all been a wonderful dream. Suddenly, a white rabbit ran past. She sat up and listened. She was certain that she could hear the rattle of the march hare's teacups in the distance.